0: hello everyone welcome to the glorio chat the best anime podcast on the internet and i think it would be appropriate to start with the most important anime news of the past uh 10 20 years maybe maybe ever that we got this week and that is the return of birdie wing has been confirmed whoa april 7th april 7th folks only Uh like uh like a month and a half away or something and uh the greatest anime of all time will be returning i hope
1: anime is saved once again hope Mm -hmm. you're all
0: excited i guess gundam's probably coming back too, right but you know yes whatever we, we know where our uh, Matsumoto really
2: gave the last of his spirit to ensure Birdie Wing would return to save us.
1: Uh,
0: rip Leiji Matsumoto, RIP shout out to the legend Leiji Matsumoto, who, mm-hmm. yes, also passed away since <laughs> we last <Yes>. spoke. <laughs> uh, At least I-
1: indirectly led to Glorios
2: 24 24- 12. 12- Oh oh
3: anime my God. Of the-
1: let's
2: not talk about how long ago that was. When did Yamato I think it was 2199 winner, winner anime of the year? Uh, okay. Jesus. <laughs>
0: I think it was for 2014 anime of the year.
2: Well, you know, Gundam uh, wouldn't exist without Space Fellowship Yamato and Birdie Wing wouldn't exist without Gundam, so really.
0: <laughs> it all comes back to... Uh, I, uh-huh. I
1: think you make a salient point there. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so R.I.P. to Leiji Matsumoto, of course. Alright, well... We got we got a lot to talk about in this episode. Oh boy, we, we got a lot of things going on uh, that just we need to cover. So we need to get moving. Let's uh, introduce everybody. I am Gel, and we're joined by Iro. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Still with us. We're joined by G.
1: I have a pretty good bit, but I know we're on a. Sh- we want to go fast, so I'm just gonna save it for maybe the next podcast. Okay.
0: Well, I'll tell you. I'll uh-huh. tell you what. G, it's taking all of my strength not to talk about a uh, labyrinth of Galeria th- on this episode. Mm. So Look, we'll, t- we'll, we'll save in our future,
2: yeah, In a future podcast, we can do yes. game talk. You could talk about that. I can talk about uh, Hoskano so, Yoru. Next. Oh, next, you, guys, you guys!
1: You guys have correctly guessed. You can that
2: talk I was about about to talk Ishin. about Yakuza You guys, you guys <laughs> correctly guessed. That I was about to talk about a video game, what I think is very delightful. Uh, you can talk about Hi-Fi Rush. No, you guys have not got close to the oh, game. Oh my Goodness, <laughs> I okay. want to talk about.
0: Well, that's that's a uh, that'll be a uh, you know cliffhanger for next episode. Maybe we'll do a gaming uh, <laughs> segment next time. But anyway, uh, we're also joined by Peter. We fi- we finally got you back.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm like about seventy percent here. I'm 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 a mm. bit unwell, but. I'll, 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 I'll get through things. Well, You're also heck, not dead
1: yet. Yeah, also not dead yeah, yet. Yes. 70% is more than some of us do on a good day. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, we appreciate you uh, toughing it out with us. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of talk to talk about. Uh, aside from our usual anime, uh, we've actually gone some places uh, oh. <laughs> since uh, last time. And uh, maybe we can kick things off with uh, Peter, you went to Japan. I this, did. Uh, past uh, the,
2: the homeland,
0: <laughs> the homeland, if you will. Yes, uh, the legendary. This, this past uh, was it two weeks, or you were uh, out? There, I went for a week. Or you were out for there for a, a week. week? But yes, and yeah. Uh, um, how was your trip? Yeah,
4: uh, it was good. I went from fifteenth uh, of Feb to twenty second Feb, um, and um, I went. Because because uh, of Aikatsu, obviously <laughs> or, like, most on the world's trip. number
0: one Aikatsu fan, yes. Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> um, yeah, because because um, what what's happening with Aikatsu is basically uh, for the I think third time they're threatening to kill it all off. Oh yeah,
3: um,
4: and sort of half saying that it's the end, um, mm-hmm. and so. The, they've got a, a film in cinemas, which is like the the sort of a sequel to the original series from 2012, where the characters are graduating um, at school and going to college or whatever. Um, and then, as well as the film in cinemas, there was also the the final uh, live concerts. Um, so uh, I busted me uh, my glow sticks out and uh, I had two days worth of uh, idol concerts um, uh- so
2: if I, if I may ask is, is the deal with to then like every season or whatnot, has like a rotated cast like a Love Live might where here's some new idols to do and so bringing back the original cast for this movie is seen as a big deal or am I completely off base there
4: um, no no you you you're kind of on right because um the thing with it, i guess it is comparable with with love live in that um you you've got uh four uh distinct uh shows you've got okay. Aikatsu Aikatsu Stars Aikatsu Friends and then Aikatsu Planet um oh okay uh, and uh original Aikatsu ran from 2012 to 2015, I think it ran okay. for no 26. It ran for like 180 episodes. Um, right. And then I think that uh, was one I of the first,
0: it. I think that was one of the first, first looks I ever did for the Gloria block, but mm. it's going way back. <laughs> um,
4: but yeah, that was like
0: the the original.
4: Uh, and it, and it had a film at the time as well. Okay. Um, it technically had two films or like like the what well, one of them was kind of just like a bunch of music videos with some mc between um um but um but then so this would so this to,
2: be like the 10th anniversary movie yeah yeah
4: yeah the, the, the 10th anniversary is why all this is happening got it um and um but yeah i i can't see stars was like i think 70 odd episodes i can see friends was i think 50 can planet was their weird half anime half live-action oh. hybrid thing okay um, which I didn't I, which I kind of bounced off of um, mm. like I wasn't super into it um, but I know some people were um, and uh, I, there was also I one parade which was like a weird spin-off where they had a multiverse of madness moment
2: where okay, okay. people from
4: different people mm-hmm. from each series, the
2: team up. yeah, they,
4: they, they sort of um, they so I, I don't want to go two for two into detail, <laughs> but in, in, in the show itself, the Aikatsu system is how they do the transformation from school uniform into the idol outfit using the cards that they use in the arcade game, and right, okay, Aikatsu on parade, one of the engineers of the Aikatsu system, finds a way to basically. Let people transport themselves to another universe, and what I'm, the other universes have the I, idols from all the series of Aikatsu, and so mm-hmm. you have like the crossover thing. This is pre-planet,
2: so there's no weird who framed Roger Rabbit moments. So it's kind um, of like when <laughs> it's kind of like when Common Rider will have a power-up that is the and the, and the theme of that one power-up is. Last last year's common writer, and they got that special form from last year's that that it, that is just previous character form. Sure, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> right, yeah. Sorry. Um, so, how was the movie?
4: Movie was good. Movie was uh, like, I feel. I, I a part of me wants to like do like a, 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 I like, try and avoid spoilers, but at the same time, I think like. Maybe like maybe two people in the entire audience might be interested in seeing it
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, uh but uh short version is um it's all about the graduation uh like uh Idol got- graduation mm-hmm. type and thing. um and so the graduating from the the school and thinking about the future um here's here's the the spoiler bit, so I guess skip forward like a minute or two
3: but-hmm. Um, <laughs>
4: They have a time skip, and you see them as adults, which kind of blew everyone's mind uh, to the point where one of them just gets flat out wasted. Um,
2: Gasp! Yeah,
4: like it was kind of yeah, it's kind of like unusual for like an idol show to show these 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 characters just getting flat drunk, right? um,
2: So like. Even though it's been ten years, they have still just been high school students the whole entire time. Uh, so they've yeah. they've not aged in real time.
4: Yeah, um, I mean, you, you you might you might argue that this time skip is them catching up to right uh, the, the the present, like a ten years later thing. Um, although the film structure is, they sort of got think like before graduation, and then sort of thinking about it and then there's the time skip for a bit mm-hmm. and then the people the, the 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 adults will reminisce back again and then there's mm-hmm. like the, the the final concert before the uh, like the graduation concert and then it's all sort of rounds off at the end
0: so um, um yeah. the the big thing was the the concert though right like that's what the
4: yeah yeah, that was kind of the 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 main reason for going um like seeing the movie is is one thing like it's nice being able to see it in the cinema uh, but uh, or theater for you for you yanks but um, <laughs> uh, um, um but yeah the concerts were the big thing because uh, it was two days of concerts um first one was three hours second one was four hours it was it was a heck of a weekend mm-hmm. and um uh, and this brought everyone from all four seasons um, together, um, and uh, the I, the actual IRL Idols who who uh, perform for them. I say Idols. I and I Stars and I Planet had Idols as their singers, whereas um, I Catch Friends had uh, actual VAs do the, both the singing and the voices. Right, um, which meant that I got to see um, Ikasa Yoko live.
2: So I've got that.
0: Ticket. <laughs> oh, Anafugo. Fugo, Anna Fugo herself, yes, uh, <laughs> everyone's favorite. Uh, soon
2: to soon to voice Astro Boy.
0: Yeah <laughs> have have you have you been to to those type of concerts before, Peter? Because like that's yeah.
4: Yeah. So um, I say that I, I said before that this is like the third time that they've said that they're killing off Ikkaku. Ta- oh, okay. So you, you've been um, to the
0: the other two final. Uh, it's like a, it's like Attack on Titan where it's like the uh, final season, part final two. season, <laughs> uh, season three part two, whatever you know. Uh, yeah.
4: Um, so um, what happened in 2018, I think, was so uh, Aikatsu stars um, had finished or, or was finishing. And the announcement of Aikatsu Friends also came with the announcement that because they're switching to using uh, VAs for both talking and singing, the idols that they've got for just the singing uh, were graduating from the franchise. And so the that was when I went to the uh, Budokan performance, um, uh, mm-hmm. which was another two days of concerts. Um, oh, that's and, cool. At, at Budokan? yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, The legendary.
4: Yeah, it was kind of a big deal (laughs) at the time. Um, And so, yeah, I I went there for that, and it was pretty emotional because, like, it was the the, that. But then, like, they kept bringing them back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, so even, like, I Can't See Friends had, like, a a bunch of other, um, like, it was, like, a whole new cast, both for voices and singing. Um, They still had some concerts where they brought some of the older idols back. Um, but they weren't allowed to call themselves their group names anymore. They were just like under the special guests, yeah, pretty much. Right.
2: How how um, many glow sticks did you wave? How many did you go through?
4: Uh, uh, I two. Oh. I, I've got. I got. Like, yeah. I didn't. I didn't use the 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 like uh, disposable ones. I've got like the proper glow, light stick.
2: Oh,
0: okay. Battery Oh panels. wow! Okay. Nice prepared. That's uh, cool. I, well,
4: I've got one one that I bought from the Budokan live, and then. Um, one that I got this time. because um, uh, And it's in the shape of a rice scoop
2: this time. Uh-huh, okay. Is, cult, is that is that, is that a record motif in Aikatsu?
4: Yeah. The, um, the thing that happened was with, like, back to OG Aikatsu, like, the main protagonist, Ichigo, was uh, staffing her mum's uh, bento shop, and she had, like, used a rice scoop, and like she was like pretending to be an idol, holding the rice scoop like a microphone, and then she turned ah, the, mi- the the rice scoop into a real microphone. Um, and so that sort of that has become a motif of Aikatsu. And so, 10th anniversary,
0: you've got actual rice scoop uh, light sticks now.
2: <laughs> of course. Nice. Easy merch. Uh,
0: so, uh, did, did you do anything else uh, cool out there uh, aside from the concert?
4: Um, I mean, if here's a here's a. Here's a public service announcement for anyone think, thinking about going to Japan or arriving in Japan or whatever. Um, if you're going to Shibuya, um, f- I m- maybe just don't, <laughs> 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 um, or oh, try no. and try and avoid using the the mainline rail station because it is just a huge construction nightmare at the moment, oh. and it is it is a, am- um. I mean. Shibuya Station's a maze at the best of times, but right. at the moment it's even worse because there's just like temporary routes to get everywhere, and, yeah. and even like saying, "Oh yeah, let's meet at the Hataguma uh, Statue." I mean, everyone's just, like, there, though,
2: right? Like,
4: yeah, yeah, it's not recommended, but I did, yeah. but I did go there, and because I went to the, the the Pokemon Center and the Nint- Nintendo store, mm-hmm. um, made a T-shirt at the Pokemon Center. No.
3: Nice. Um, clearly
1: uh jrpgs in anime need to find a new iconic landmark yeah <laughs> for the party to agree to meet up at, at, meet the, at. you know at the established yeah. time mm-hmm. yeah
4: they have they have like um freed up area around the hachiko statue though so like once all the construction is done i think it'll actually be quite a nice like area around there it's just at the moment it's a nightmare yeah okay. um I also paid a visit to um, uh, Hiroshima for a day.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, uh, I'd, I'd been briefly to Hiroshima in the past, but like I'd not really spent much time there uh, before. So uh, went there, met, met a YouTuber, hung out for a bit, um, <laughs> like
2: a Japanese YouTuber, or yeah, Jap-
4: Japanese travel YouTuber. Okay. Um, uh, they, they've got, like, a couple hundred
2: subs or whatever. <laughs> like, a, like a like a scheduled meetup, or did you just see them and go, oh, it's that guy? Oh, no, it, it was,
4: like, I said that I was going to a and and they okay. messaged me saying, hey, like, do you want to get some, like, food or whatever? So we had a kind of meet well, That's cool. Nice. That was nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, then I went off to... Um, uh, like the main re- this, is, this is this is going super off topic, but main reason I went to Hiroshima was because there's um, just outside of Hiroshima, um in um, in uh, Seno, um was uh, a weird gondola suspended monorail thing that's mm-hmm. being closed down later this year, and I wanted ah. to go on it before before it uh, it shut down. Um, so I did that. I went to Meadham as well. Like I'd not been there before.
0: Saw some deer.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay.
0: Well, do do you think this is actually the final uh, the final concert or uh, no? Remains <laughs> no. Okay, so you'll be um, you'll be back, <laughs>
3: right?
4: Yeah. Like uh, the the, yeah. the thing about it being like final and all that. Um, I, I think that even the director has said that they want to do more. Um, they've announced the end of service for the Icatsy Planet arcade game and so and they've not announced a replacement yet um, so there might be a gap maybe, maybe they're thinking about what to do next, maybe they'll give up on the arcade side of things and just try and focus on an anime in future I don't know. Didn't
2: Bamco yeah. just open that new arcade like mm-hmm. in where the Sega Game Center used to be? <laughs>
4: Yeah, It was opening like very shortly after I left, so uh, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to have a look in. But, um, uh, but yeah, I uh, I, I fully expect to be back if not for like another uh anniversary or something because it's the fifth anniversary of iKetsu Friends uh this year,
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I guess if you keep making new sub series, then you can keep going like it's the anniversary of this one, and <laughs> then it's the anniversary of this one. Yeah, well, <laughs> and just keep it keep it going, right? Yeah, well, it sounds it sounds like sounds
0: like fun, regardless. And, you know, yeah. it sounds like you'll be back, so that's cool.
4: Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely be back. If not for like the the, because obviously all the all the idols are off doing their own thing now. A lot of them have gone independent, even like they've left the the agency that provided everyone to the series. So uh, some of their solo concerts I'd quite like to go to. Yeah. yeah. Nice.
2: All right. What well, event gel. did you go to, Jell?
1: Yeah. It sounds like you also traveled uh, <gasps> this I, week.
0: Yeah. If, you, if, if I travel, you mean drive five minutes to my local mall theater. Uh, yes. But I did <laughs> I did get out of the house uh, to Whoa. see the Kaguya-sama Love is War movie. Mm-hmm. The first kiss that never ends, the subtitle. Wow. Uh, you know, just a middle-aged man going to an anime movie on Valentine's uh, Day alone, uh, you know, as you do. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So the movie was uh, very good. Um, That's good some, to hear. Some, some general observations before we get to the movie. Oh, I yeah. uh, this is the first time I've ever been to an anime movie that wasn't like, I think I went to like one of the Dragon Ball movies or something, but like you know, K- Kaguya is not Dragon Ball popular, right? Like, it's popular, mm, right. but it's not, like, mainstream, like, popular, right? Certainly so, not in the States.
2: Yeah. Also, yes. like, only until recently, like, until recently, most anime movie showings in the States, I feel like, were big, one-night ev- one-night-only one night type events where... You'd
0: have to go to you, a, big ci- a big city to see it. Yeah, anime. and it would yeah. be
2: very crowded, because it, it's like, everyone congregates there. Whereas, yeah. now, we've sort of hit a point where these movies are showing up in your local mall theater and such, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, because most most of the time in years past, I would have to like drive down to New York City, and I'm like, I'm right. not going to do that to go see an anime movie. But this, yeah, was, what, like, what, I, this was like, I this is like, this is five minutes from my house, like, this is such yeah, a low right. it would be, investment, it would of, be foolish uh, not to take advantage of <laughs> such a low investment of time, right? Yeah, that like, I might as well just go. So, um, interesting. So, that it was a full theater, probably about 40 or 50 people. Interesting that I don't know if anybody there was under thirty. I was kind of not expecting that. It was a little bit of an older crowd than I was expecting, Uh, including one dude who was like looked like a literal wizard. He had long gray hair and
1: everything. Damn, probably an OG. Was trading tapes back in the eighties or something. Yeah, like like
0: here I'm. I'm here thinking I'm going to be the oldest guy here in the theater or whatever, and and I'm pretty sure he was older than me. This does remind.
2: Forgive me for a brief tangent. I will. Last time I was at Anime Expo and I was in the bathroom and there was an old guy there wearing a tank top with dirty pair on it that said like anime con 1982 or some shit hell nice. yeah and so like i'm washing my hands and some other guy walks up to this dude some guy my age walks with this guy and is like oh man you were at that con can you like tell me how the scene was right then in the middle of the bathroom <laughs> <It's> like, yeah, <laughs> that's like yes that's a little dude. yeah that's a bit much <laughs>
0: anyway continue yeah, yeah. There's there's paying respect to your elders, and then there's like, hey, let me wash my hands, bro. I just, uh, you know. Huh. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, how about the yeah. movie itself? So the was movie a... itself uh, was, was really good. Uh, I will nice. say, if anybody's curious, this is not a recap movie. This is a direct sequel to season three. Like, they All pick right. up literally moments after season three happens. So, okay. like... This is, you know, whenever this becomes available in some capacity for everybody to watch and you've watched season three, you should definitely go watch this movie. Um, right. It was. Interesting mix of like, you know how anime movies sometimes feel like it's just like a, a bunch of episodes patched together, like you just watch like three episodes in a row. Right. Um, this kind of felt. In between that and still trying to make it like a structured movie. uh, Hmm. And in the Kageya world, that kind of meant where they stayed almost entirely focused on um, Kageya and Shiragane. So, like, there's not a ton of screen time for the rest of the cast, which
1: is a little bit of a double-edged
0: sword. Because Hmm. the movie is about, let's finally cement
2: the mm-hmm. relationship
0: between the main couple that we have kind of neglected over the past season.
2: Right. Haven't haven't the past right. season hasn't the past season mostly been about side characters anyway? It's oh, like or no. It's it's a mix. Like it's a, it's a, it's
0: a, okay, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say it's like a true ensemble cast where everybody okay. gets their episodes. Gotcha. But th- this is very much focused on Shirgane and Kaguya's relationship and the aftermath of Suriyani's big right. stunt in season three, and <laughs> yes, the the ultra
1: romantic plan. And
0: for it's it's interesting. That the first half is absolutely hilarious. The second half probably gets right to the borderline of too serious and dramatic for this series. Hmm. Um,
2: is there but, like actual peril or something?
0: Well, they 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 kind of get into the psychology of like why Kaguya and Shirogane have had so much trouble like getting close to mm. each other and kind of reconciling the fact that Kaguya's is technically a terrible person <laughs> uh, I,
1: I don't I mean look
0: <laughs> but or at least she thinks so right and they <laughs> they, um, they kind of like they, they come to a very I think it was a very good message from the movie which is basically like yeah, Shiragani's, like, big, grand stunt at the end of season three was amazing and all, but, like, that's not, like, necessarily, like, what real love is. Real love is, like, right. sharing the good and the bad with mm-hmm. your partner. And, and not just grand, theatrical rom And accepting the good and the bad with your partner, and, and that's kind of them working all that out in this movie, and... Um, yeah, it, it's 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 uh, it's really funny, really good, it's everything you love about Kaguya, and um, I'll just say, yeah, I don't want to really spoil too much more, I'll just say...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, seeing mm-hmm. as you're the only person who has seen it, you know, it's uh, yeah, unfortunately, right, you kind of have to keep it on the vague side.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll just say that if they do a season four of the anime, which they can,
1: it really truly they
0: will. will. It really, truly be, will be the Ishigami Hera mark.
1: Okay, <laughs> Alrighty, we're locked in, yeah, sorry. baby. Sorry, dude, like that will be. Mm-hmm. It's it's time. I, I, look, look, I've been saying this since like it became fairly obvious that like the Shiragane Kaguya relationship was inevitably they were going to inevitably hook up. Right? I was like, this they had is a to. done deal. Yeah, we need to, to we need to move on to the next the next great war. <laughs>
2: yeah. So and that. I do have to ask, is this movie, based on what you said, like, um, is this movie a, like, you can watch it if you want, and, or just watch the hypothetical next season, and you'll be fine? Or is this a, like, this is core to the plot, and you need to watch this to have full context for the next You absolutely have story? to watch this. Okay. This is,
0: this is non-negotiable.
2: Yeah,
1: that, that is definitely what I've heard. Okay. Yeah,
0: so th- this this is, like, direct sequel to see, this might as well be, like, the, the last... movie. You know, it was like the Maiden of this movie or this might as well be like the last four episodes of season three. Like that's right. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's part of the series. So, yeah, it's not a fun side story that you can take it or leave it for sure. So.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah. Gl-
1: glad to hear that. they. It sounds like they they nailed it, though. Right. At least based on what you're describing. Because yeah. again, like there is sort of that thing of like it's the unspoken thing about Kaguya. Right. Is like, you know, in a ways like a lot of rom coms. Right. It is always about the chase and mm-hmm. what happens when the dog actually catches the car right It's like where do you <laughs> go from there and it sounds like Kaguya-sama has an idea of where to go yeah it's good
0: and i will say just again going back to the theater experience um and this this actually was the first time i've been to the movie since covid so yeah uh, uh, yeah yeah that was you didn't even
1: you didn't even go out for uh fast nine wait which which one came out during COVID? I, i'm not
0: shoot. i'm not on that train the, i have not been on that, I I I been on that for, train i mean i think all i went
2: for was the dragon ball superhero or dragon but the ball, last yeah,
0: shoot. the last movie i saw was rise of skywalker in december 2019 oh my god oh my
2: goodness you have my condolences so i was not in the rush to get back Damn. to the movie but
3: it,
1: i i clearly just have weird priorities because i feel like i've seen like a Decent number of movies since COVID. So I, I, don't, have, I don't. I don't have, have f- the movies. friends to see.
2: Them. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, go to
1: local movies locally, a lot anyway.
0: Yeah. I'm not like really a movie guy anyway. But mm-hmm. that that aside, um, I did. It was cool being in the theater and everybody like laughing out loud, right? Together and like having like a big room of people. And
2: Anim- yeah, big uh, anime showings in the West are you know people hoot and holler.
0: Yeah, and and there uh, there were there are especially in the first half there are a lot of. They go they go in hard on the on the comedy in the first half, and there's a lot of just. I mean, they gotta. Yeah, they they,
1: yeah, they, they out gotta out convince them. the viewers, of course, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we know what we're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think one of my favorite gags that I'll just throw in there is um, since it's a movie, they can actually say the word sex. Whoa. So <laughs> they have one you can't sequence. beep it out.
2: Don't have to beep it.
0: Yeah, they they have one sequence where they just say sex for like ten minutes, and it, it just it goes from like. <laughs> Being funny uh-huh. to stupid to almost annoying and then sure. back around to being hilarious yeah. again it's by like the time done. that one
2: segment from Maidens in Our Savage season or whatever, right? <laughs> Where they're like, we need to come up with ways to say it sex. It's something like you that. Y'all remember yeah, that? That yes, sure I, was a
1: show, Eero. Yeah, that sure sorry. was a, a like, thing. A sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's like, damn, that's a pull to. to... <laughs> so. Uh.
0: Anyway. If you're a Kaguya fan, go watch that as soon as you have access to it. Is what I will say. I am,
4: I'm absolutely gutted because uh, I was in Japan when it came out uh, <laughs> in, in the cinemas in the UK, and so I'm looking now, and the only screenings of it are in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week, and I am working
0: <laughs> right, which is ah, unfeasible. Yeah, oh, you know, just take a day off. Actually, here, uh, here it was. <laughs> That's what here, I would do. Here it was uh, one day only, uh, at least in the theater uh, by my house, nah. so I'd had to go on Valentine's Day by myself, uh, but, you know, it was fun. All right.
1: Well, speaking of fun. Well, yeah, let's fun. get to our regularly the scheduled whole uh,
0: TV anime, and I heard talk that you guys finally finished uh, JoJo's Adventure Part 6 and need Mm -hmm. to uh, (laughs) talk about it. Quite a lot
1: happened. So, you know, I know we're getting to this like three to six months late compared Mm -hmm. to everybody else, thanks to Netflix, but we have closed the book on part six of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. and And,
2: and uh, Consequently, the, like, sort of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure kind of, uh, like, one to six is kind of its own unit. And so, so, in a a way, it's the the end of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure.
1: Yes. Like, this... Like, I mean, I I suspect that we will eventually get more of the JoJo anime. But in many ways, this is sort of the place where, if they wished, David Productions could say, this is the end of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The anime. Yes. Because, you know, I mean, this is one of those difficult things, right, of, like, it's not really a spoiler because, like... Just sheer cultural osmosis mm-hmm. and, like, if you know even, like, the slightest... Like, the problem is that you would you would, you would, would have to exist in, like, an isolation chamber to not even get a whiff of the premise of where Jojo goes after Part 6. Where, right, but,
2: where Part 6 ends is... The manga of Part 6 ended 20 years ago. Like, this has been... Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's not really a spoiler anymore, but it also kind of is because of the, like... The spectacle of what happens so i think we, we should just like say straight up like yes this is going to be a part six spoiler test right like we were going mm-hmm. to talk about the specific events that happen here at the end of mm-hmm. of, of the anime and sort of yes. what that entails for the future of jojo both its manga and anime mm-hmm. and so the end of part six to just give a brief synopsis uh, Jolene and the crew have broken out of prison. They have been chasing after Pucci, you know, the priest, who has mm-hmm. um, merged with the Green Baby, which is a being formed from a the last surviving bone of Dio Brando's body, uh, merged with the soul of thirty six sinners. Um, yeah, and basically this has allowed Another him Tuesday to evolve. For
3: Jojo. <laughs>
1: Indeed, yes. And allowed him to evolve his stand, White Snake, into Sea Moon, and then subsequently into Maiden in Heaven. And Maiden yeah. Heaven's ability, like at this point, all JoJo villains, is a mm-hmm. time based ability. Yes. And Maiden Heaven's is specifically the ability to rapidly accelerate the perception of time. Uh,. What this essentially means is that days pass by in minutes. Uh, objects appear to move at unbelievably fast speeds. As a result, you know, uh, if you if you drop a glass from your hand, you'll blink, and then the glass will be shattered on the ground. Essentially, like, mm-hmm. uh, and this is because Pucci's plan. Uh, being a priest and we've explained his backstory where his motivation to become a priest was due to the nature of his childhood, his uh, very mm-hmm. uh, involved childhood with uh half uh, with, a sibling a weather report, a yes. uh, weather report in the deep South in the sixties or seventies or what we, we got into that last week. Anyway, well, yes. But, um, Pucci desires to basically accelerate time so quickly that he triggers a a new Big Bang, yes, that cool. will reset the universe, but this time with him as the sort of omnipotent clockmaker, who yes, will be able to direct and control fate to play out mm-hmm. the way he believes is most ideal for the human race. Yes.
2: He believes he believes that humanity can achieve true happiness, a tr- a true heaven, if predestination is enforced upon them and that they if everybody understands exactly what will happen to them the good and the bad they'll be able to come to terms with this and avoid you know like plan for their their futures and that this would be true happiness because nobody would know suffering because they just right. they would just know what would happen already yeah, that that always works out. But yeah. Uh,
1: anyways, Jolie and the crew don't want none of that shit, so they try to beat the shit out of him. uh Taro <laughs> shows up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's back. Uh, he's back. He has recovered from uh, all the stuff in the first half of part six. <laughs> um, and Don. he's here. The cool music from the part three anime is playing. Star, you know, mm-hmm, fucking mm-hmm. Star Platinum is here to ora ora. And uh, long story short, Jotaro kind of eats it. I mean, jobs like a like like a fucking punk for like, a, like
2: every old JoJo protagonist showing up yeah. in a later JoJo part. He you know cannot do too much less.
1: Yeah, so he's, so <laughs> yeah. in many ways, yes. Yeah. So J- J- Jotaro kind of goes out like a chump, but he tries his best. He he's, he has some pretty good plays, but also. Like, there are parts of this final fight where Jotaro's facing off against Poochie where I go, man, this sure is the guy who was nearly killed by a rat with a machine gun back in Morioh. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I
0: mean, did he just get power crept? Is
1: that a... Uh... Kind of. <laughs> yeah. But um, But also, there's a very pivotal moment that happens here towards the end that what I kind of want to get into is, like, in terms of our relationship with this anime is, like, Part 6 has existed for a very long time, and thus, it has been easy to absorb a lot of cultural osmosis about this Mm -hmm. part and the role its characters play. Yeah, And also, but because, at least I personally never, like, read the work myself, Mm -hmm. means that I sort of went into this with, like, not expectations, but, like, you know... Certain ideas about how this part right. played out, because of how people talk about Part Six and discourse, right? Yeah. And one of the most infamous things that gets said in the fandom is that some people feel that Joe, you know, Jotaro gets kind of treated like shit in Part Six; that he's kind of a dipshit, and he fucks everything up at the end. And having not not knowing the details of this, it's not that I expected those claims to be one hundred percent true. But it's more like, because JoJo had established a precedent that, yeah, whenever an old JoJo comes back, they're kind of less competent than when they were the protagonist, I was sort of ready to at least accept that that could be a believable premise. And then I actually watched the events, and it's like, no, like, it actually makes complete sense how it goes down. But basically what happens is, the entire crew basically works together to set up one single moment, uh, because... Uh, Because Made in Heaven Stand is the ability to accelerate time, what this means is that Pucci essentially has the powers of the Flash, right? To everybody else's perception, he is moving at a hyper-accelerated speed. And so every member of the Jolene crew sort of like plays their role to set up one pivotal moment where Pucci will be caught vulnerable just long enough for Jotaro to land the Killing Blow with Star Platinum. They set it up, it works almost until Jotaro, when he is in his time freeze with, you know, Star Platinum realizes that Poochie is about to land a killing blow on Jolene and thus Jotaro must decide whether to finish off Poochie at the cost of his daughter's life or save her and allow Poochie to escape. Uh, and yes. if you know JoJo's Oops. if you know the JoStars hmm This is the most predictable series of actions you could possibly imagine. So yes, Jotaro relents, does not finish off Poochie, and instead uses his last remaining action to save Jolene's life at the cost of his own. And I see a lot of armchair critics go, like, man, Jotaro sure was an idiot. He could have finished off Poochie right then and there. And it's like, have you watched...
0: JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Yeah, no, I mean, even I know that makes perfect sense. Like, in the little bit of JoJo that I've watched. Like, yeah, no, that, that, that checks out.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Every Joestar is a self-sacrificial fucking himbo lunk. This is who they all are to a fault. Like,
2: it's... <laughs> yep. Right. Uh, Yes. But, so, Poochie escapes, and... They, they, they're basically the whole party falls one by one right uh, is how yes. I'd put it uh, and the only one Jolene gives her life to allow uh, Emporio El Nino to escape the little boy whose power is, is, is the ghost room uh, he escapes in time for the, the universal reset to happen so the, the universe resets They're back to how it was at the start of part six, but only Emporio and Poochie really remember what's going on. And Poochie is like, well, I need to kill you because you got away and you know what's going on and you might do something. And and Emporio, after a chase, uses uh, the last remnants of a weather report because the weather report has extracted his stand power into a disc <laughs> upon his death. And so, so- Emporio takes the power of weather report uh, and you know is able to defeat Poochie with it.
1: Yeah, because basically... Emporio's stand is kind of useless. Like, it's not like this is not even a like Koichi can do some really sick shit with echoes when he tries situation. Emporio's Mm -hmm. stand is like kind of fundamentally one of the most useless stands. He's
2: just gotta he can summon ghost objects, which really just means he has a nice fanny he has a fanny pack with a few useful items inside.
1: He basically has a bag of holding, but it only has, like, seven items made in the year 1996, and also (laughs) they don't replenish. (laughs) So, like, he has a gun. He just straight up has a pistol in that bag of holding, but it's not, like, a replenishing pistol. It has six bullets, and when he drops it, he loses the gun forever. (laughs) Right, uh, so he's,
0: um, even, he's even worse than the guy from High Card. We'll get to that. Right, yes. but he's you know
2: he he has been but, Mission Control sort of yes. the whole show. You know he he's helped the, everybody because he's he has a computer. Uh, yes. He's got a ghost computer, like find information, and so, and you know he saved Jolene's life at the very beginning of part six, and she believes believes in him. You know, and Emporio is finally able to defeat Poochie using the power of other report just as the universe resets once again a second time, uh, this time without the influence of Poochie trying to keep everything, trying to enforce predestination upon everyone. And so, the end of, of JoJo, asterisk, is that Emporio wakes up in roughly... The begin at roughly the beginning of part six, just in a new universe where none of all of that happened, and just meets new, different versions of all the characters who now can live happy lives, not fighting for not fighting for survival in Green Dolphin State Prison.
1: But also, Emporio will forever be burdened with the knowledge of being yes, the only, the only person. To know that he exists in a third
2: new <laughs> yeah. universe. Right. Yep. Okay. And then they play round so, about. uh
1: <laughs> And then they do, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then they play roundabout. <laughs> they good. So,
3: That's
0: good. What, I mean, what do you guys, like, opinion wise, what did you guys think of all of this? Like, I. Is this.
1: What I really like the big picture moments of part 6. I think mm-hmm. in many ways it makes a lot of sense that Iraqi would decide to do this because yeah. In, in many ways the JoJo timeline was beginning to get bloated. And in some regards this was also kind of Araki's mm-hmm. fault for insisting on bringing back like Dio in some form every time. So he's not entirely blameless here, but I think he also recognizes that he had created something that was beginning to unravel. And yeah found a pretty what I think is a cool way to do a universal reset mm-hmm. um like and in many ways it is it is a bittersweet ending right because like Pucci's whole deal is that he believes that the world is predestined right that there is fate that none can escape from right and the fact that Emporio meets alternate universe versions of the entire cast at the end of part six, almost suggests that at least to a certain extent, Poochie may have had a point, right? But the fact that these versions are not in prison and are not fighting for their lives against a diabolical priest <laughs> also tells you that like, things are not set in stone, right? That, they're, mm-hmm. that maybe these characters are fated to endure certain trials or face certain things, or maybe they are fated to be certain types of people. Like, they make it very clear that, like, you know, when they introduce the alternate universe, Jolene Joestar, she's complete with the birthmark and everything. This version is not, like, a hard-talking criminal, but she is still a fundamentally good, compassionate person, like all Joestars are. And right. mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a, you know, like, the heroes. You know, they stop Pucci from creating his vision of a perfect world locked in eternal stasis. But at the cost of their entire universe. Right. Like, you know, like... Yeah. Fucking... Pretty sure Josuke and Giorno are still alive at this point in Part 6. They just don't exist anymore. <laughs> or at least... Yeah. The version of them that, that, that we know. And... I don't know. It's it's cool, but but yeah, I, I I think I also do feel not not cold necessarily. I really do like how it all wraps up, but also, and this is like you know I don't I don't mean to like play too much into the like you know the the so called identity politics angle of this, but in all likelihood, Iraqis like sixty two at this point, like. We don't know how many more JoJo parts he likely has left in him, mm-hmm. which means Jolene will probably go down in history as the only female Jojo. She kinda doesn't really get her big moment at the end of part six. Like, right. she lands she lands a really important, like, hit on Poochie before the universe resets, and her actions are pivotal to allowing Emporio to escape to the next universe. But she kind of doesn't even, like, go out in, like, a blaze of glory. Like, the last we see of her is just, like, I'm going to stay behind and do one last desperate aura, yeah. order aura against Pucci, And it doesn't even seem like it actually slowed him down that much, you know? Right. Like, the last we ever see of her, right, is just... It seems like a fruitless, just rapid punch, you know, exchange. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just a little unfortunate, you know? Like, yeah. like the actual events, I don't mind. I kind of like that at the end of the day. Like, yeah, like, a lot of big sacrifices had to happen to even stop Poochie. But they couldn't prevent the universal reset. But mm-hmm. I think it would have been nice if... Jolene at least got, like, her one big, cool moment the way Jotaro has, the way Josuke and Giorno have. Like, every JoJo has had that moment where it's like, you know, back against the corner, you know. You know, just villains about to, you know, finish them off, and they kind of show what they're made of. And I don't know if Mm -hmm. Jolene ever really gets that moment. And some yeah, of that is because guess,
2: Jotaro is there yeah. to sort of take up the spotlight. That moment's probably the Mobius strip thing.
1: Uh, yeah, the Mobius strip is insane. It's a really good moment. Don't but like, know it, if we
2: can get into <laughs> yeah, No, no, we got to keep moving. Uh, but
1: yeah, so I, I'll just say broadly, I like part six mm. in the big picture sense, but I think there are, there, there are smaller picture things about it that I wish mm-hmm. had simply played out a little differently.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm. What I sort of find interesting is that, like, like we were talking about, this is the end, sort of the end of JoJo. And it's like. I would say the vast majority of the Western JoJo fandom, even the old heads, did not learn or experience JoJo until after. This was like until many years after parts one through six had ended and Steel Broad right. Run was, was happening, right? And so it's kind of interesting that yes it has ran its course jojo got an anime you know this anime that ran for 10 years that covered the whole story right like it's like oh yeah it it did (laughs) it it got its thing it did it it's we're done now uh asterisk
3: but uh (laughs) yeah when, so. when you
0: guys say like it's like I guess i I don't know the whole context of when you're saying it's done but like
2: there are more parts to JoJo, I, but, I but there it, are more parts right but they are they are in a different timeline right it's I mean a,
1: they take place in the new timeline right like established at the end of part six mm-hmm.
2: okay so and, we're called, so they're not connected they're not as they're not connected really it's right. a reboot right so, the part, all the stuff that we know, that like your average person knows JoJo
0: as, is over, right? But yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure they'll probably still make anime and the rest of it, right? Give it a minute. I mean,
2: give it probably not give for a long, long time. Maybe. I don't know. I, 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 I think it will be as many, at least several years until that happens.
1: I. I... I say maybe because so I, I will you know I will not spoil what goes on in part seven specifically. I have not read it myself. I I probably plan to soon now that I finished part six. But it's part seven heavily involves horses and horseback riding.
3: <laughs> okay. And
1: as we all know, thanks hmm. to the hit anime and 2015, 16, 17, I don't remember anime of the year Shirobako. Probably fifteen. Hmm. Animating so. horses is really, really hard.
0: Well, now you've use CG maybe, for that now, right? Ooh, I,
1: baby. I, please don't do CG. I can't uh, have a redo of Golden Kamui here. Yeah. All
2: right. I, we yeah, cannot well. have CG. Horses. Anyway, that's JoJo. Yeah. It's over. It's over. No. It's been I mean, it's no, been that, here the whole time. The blog's been here too. So it's like yeah. I mean that's oh, a big. Yeah.
0: I mean yeah. That was the second. Like I think uh, part one was the second season of the Gloria Block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here we are, forty something seasons later, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I, I know we need to move on. So let me get my one last snipe in. <laughs> I think it is criminal that part six has gotten so little fanfare mm. for I, I, that part six's ending has gotten so little fanfare, and I lay that entirely at Netflix's feet. Yep.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Every any if anything that goes on Netflix dies in anime discourse, at least on the yeah. internet. Yeah. It just yeah that doesn't matter how big the, the series is. Um, the only thing that maybe, they do the like, thing
1: in the last episode, they remix the OP in the last episode, they do the Jojo thing. And I didn't see anyone talking about it. Yep.
0: Yeah. Thanks Netflix. Thanks. Alrighty. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. So new show we threw on here. Uh, so full disclosure, I dropped the magical revolution girls show, whatever Dasp. thing as I didn't watch anymore. Uh but uh you
1: picked up a new
0: one. I checked this one out because I I've I've heard I've been hearing things about it. And Peter, you mentioned you you've you've watched it. Yep. Um and it is so the show we're talking about, and this is a hell of a title here. Uh, the English title, and Endo and Kobayashi Live, the latest on Sundare Villainous, at least a lot. Um, It's a It's certainly an interesting concept. Um, I watched the first episode. Peter, have you caught up with it all?
4: Yeah, I caught up with it earlier today.
0: Okay, so the, the, the concept is, you know, you've got your Otomi game with the villainous in it. And there's this this guy and a girl in the, the broadcasting club, and they want to practice their broadcasting. So they they play this Otomi game to like basically do like sports announcer style commentary over the game while they're playing. And uh, it turns out that they can magically uh, communicate that the prince in the game can hear them uh, when they're giving their commentary, and he thinks they're like some you know divine beings speaking to him (laughs) and so they they realize they can have some influence or control to change the game and they want to save the 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 villainous because she's a cute tsundere lady and uh it's it's actually a pretty fun concept i mean i've only watched the one episode so peter i'll let you i'll turn over to you in a second um there's there's layers to it because there's like the the relationship in the game and then they're like endo and kobayashi themselves so they've got something going on and i'll, I'll point out they are not isekai they are in the real world playing the game still but they can communicate through the game to the prince basically but um i mean having watched more of it what, what have have you been liking it peter uh
4: so i i am still really enjoying it um that being said, I'm also kind of disappointed that they're not going harder in the commentary aspect. Because um, after a few episodes, the commentary stuff is sort of it's sort of relegated to the just hey look, she's a like just pointing it out, and that's kind of that is kind of the joke. Um, like they do still give advice to uh, to to the prince. Um, but yeah, I feel like they could, they could have done more with the commentary stuff. Um,
0: yeah. Then, yeah. I, I like, kind of got that impression in the first episode where I was a little worried that they weren't going to make this like, cause I mean, that, that is a great hook for some like real silly comedy, right? Like, and just, I'd love to just see the, the, you know, the actors like really hamming it up on that and everything. And, that's all yeah. disappointing to hear that maybe they're not going that way with the rest of it, but
4: yeah, because like um, the so there's a couple of later episodes that spend a bit more time in the real world with uh, um, Endo and Kobayashi, like just in school or uh, hanging out or whatever, like because obviously yeah, they they do have something going on. They are they are becoming more of a couple, um, and there's also a, a third person who may or may not have some influence over the game. Question mark. Um,
0: Oh yeah. I saw that like at the end of episode one, they show some like actor guy or something that was also playing the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is he like trying to work against them or something? Is that the angle? They haven't
4: really explained that yet, but he did show up again in like not the most recent episode, the episode before. Um,
0: just oh really? Because because like, we're like halfway through now, and they haven't. Yeah, I, I know that's
4: that, that's <laughs> kind of the thing. Like they've not really they've not really explained what's going on there yet. Um, but um, but yeah, like the the thing with the um, saving the villainess is like she's got like the a witch inside her or something that could like destroy the world, and so they've got to try and make sure that the prince and the villainess actually fall in love properly so that the witch doesn't get to use the villainess's emotions to blow up the world or whatever. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, the, there's been, there's been a lot like, like, like the, the, the third guy whose name I can't remember. Um, um, There's been a few moments where it seems like there's, Someone, like, some of the characters in the game sort of half mentioned that they've done this all before, but oh. it's like sort of brushed off. Hmm. Um There's also some, like, uh, I mean, obviously, the fact that this isn't happening at all means there's some magic going on. Because, like, I think in episode two, they talk about how they can't create another save file. And the current save file that they've got has got And they can't turn off
0: autoplay, right? Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, And uh, they also can't even start the game when both of them aren't there. And oh, yeah, there's okay. some there's some weird stuff going on. Um, but like, generally, Generally speaking, like, it's still fun. Like, I'm enjoying the the show as like a sort of a standard villainous show. Yeah. Um, because that's what I do apparently. Uh, <laughs> so, um, um, but yeah, I, I feel like I'd like them to do more of the commentary stuff. I mean, they even like, I mean, the most recent episode, they. Like half of the episode is in a school because they're actually doing commentary on an actual sports game. Like they're doing they're doing a basketball game, um, and how they've got really good at it because they've been practicing with the with the game with the the, the game. Um, but I'm like, couldn't you have done more of this? Actually,
0: on the game? <laughs> right the actual like main thing. Yeah, stuck to the That's premise thing. of the show. Mm. Or, yeah. Yeah, I, I was kind. Of, i in general, I was kind of surprised how much like real world stuff is still happening, right? Like splitting their time between that and the the game world. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I thought the first episode was fun. I agree. I feel like they could have taken it another to another level. So you know, I don't know if I I might, I might give it another another episode or two here, but we'll see. But uh, you know. If you're, I mean, Peter, you're gonna, you're sticking with it at this point. I mean, you're yeah, halfway I'm, through. You're committed. You're committed. <laughs> yeah. committed so,
4: the I guess we'll um, see how that goes. The, but, yeah. I know that the the light novel that it's based off is finished. Like there was only uh, three volumes. Well, there was two volumes in
0: an ex
4: volume. Okay, um, so um, that help, that does then,
0: help actually. If there's an actual ending, yeah, that, I actually stick to the ending and not you know set up for more anime. So that 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 is encouraging. That's always good to hear.
4: So the manga's still ongoing, but I guess that's probably just based off the light novel. So uh yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's uh move to Oh boy. uh, Near Automata version one point (laughs) one A is back.
2: It's back. It's back. (laughs) Uh
0: we got fully back. We had two more episodes. Mm-hmm, uh yeah. covering some some big big plot moments from the game yeah the first one yeah. we it too, it's too in a way uh uh the first one we had the the going to the the, the amusement park yep. uh which to me was one of my favorite moments of the game um that was like that was i think uh when it hit me that that was a very good video game and something special was like when you're riding on the roller coasters and like, mm-hmm. in the, like the two, like the 2d fight yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the, and right. the, that the music, the, the music in that whole section is probably my, like one of my favorite stretches of music from like the amusement park into the boss fight.
3: Oh, goes and, so um, <laughs> it goes so hard.
0: I was like, yeah, you know what? This is actually something special going on here in the game, mm-hmm. uh, in the anime. Yeah, they- it's all right.
1: They made right. a pragmatic choice here, and I think that honestly, I think it's kind of fun. It, it'll be fun to kind of talk about these two episodes in concert with each other.
0: Yeah. Because so so I'll, I'll, I'll so I'll just say real quick. For the second episode, is we finally go to the Pascal's village, right? The machine village, right? right? So those are kind of the two big things that happened. But yeah, go ahead.
1: Because. Uh, the first episode where, yes, we fight, uh, we, you know, not we fight, I'm thinking of this as me playing the video game, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, where the audience, yeah. they battle uh, the yes. songstress, yes, we're, we're, Simone de Beauvoir, yes, we're, right? Yes, where be and 9S confront Simone, the, uh, the songstress robot, and- They play beautiful song. Pr- uh, yes, yeah. and they unfortunately <laughs> have to skip basically all of the amusement park to get to the fight, yeah. and- it's that it's that sort of reminder that like oh right like this is sort of the things we were talking about before this anime aired right of like how can you adapt this source material because as you were just saying Jill so much of the memory associated with this part of the game is in like walking around the park seeing the clown robots you know throwing the confetti and dancing you know riding, riding the on roller, the roller coaster.
0: coasters yeah and you can't and, you just can't recreate that no, no matter how good your anime yeah. is you can't recreate that in an anime and,
1: yeah And it's funny so they don't even try right they just like they get they arrive at the gates and then they just go directly to confront Simone and the fight is I mean compared to the Adam fight I would say in terms of actual action this is a pretty good this is a pretty good take on this boss fight right it, it's it's a pretty faithful Take on the boss fight, you know.
0: In terms Other of than like, the CG on the boss being kind of dicey, but the the yeah.
1: the,
0: the choreo- <laughs> like the, the actual like action choreography and everything is actually is very is was very, very good. good. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so as a result, it's impressive, but it's impressive because it's it's just reminding us of all the things we liked about the video game. Yeah. And as a result, play the song. That, <laughs> yeah, play play the good song. Right, say the yeah. words. Right. And so I think yeah. this first episode of the two. Is fine, but I wouldn't necessarily call it like outstanding because it, yeah. as we say, right, it is mostly just adapting the events of the game.
0: Yeah, I, I do um, think I, I did. I, I do think when they take their creative liberties, like with like Ninesis um, hacking and stuff like that, I think that was fine, right? Kind of like that was appropriate so, interpretation. In general,
2: like in general, I think the stuff with Ninesis hacking has been some of the best material in the anime. Yes, yeah, yes, because totally. that's like the most
0: I, original. Where they're really yes. taking their creative license, yeah. right?
1: Like that's that's actually kind of yeah. That's kind of the point I, I was going to get to is like, and so as a result, the, the most I think the most notable parts of that episode are the parts that are anime original, right? Like it is the performance at the beginning where you see the robots doing their play. It is the part at the end where Nines kills a robot mother and child cold blood <laughs> after yeah. his like very traumatic hacking experience, right? Like yeah, it's it's all that stuff that like kind of stands out a lot more because we're not expecting it because we don't because those yeah. that stuff wasn't in the game.
0: And I think those are appropriate things to add. I think it matches totally. the the everything the yeah. they're trying to do right. So that's good. Yeah. And
1: I think as a result it's the second of these two episodes that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah.
0: So the yes. the second episode, we do go to the the machine village. We meet finally mm-hmm. meet Pascal. Yes, um, and good boy Pascal. Yes,
2: Dust Boy, the Pascal. pacifist robot who has has decided that instead of fighting the endless war between machine lifeforms and the androids, they should just form the little commune and chill out.
0: And uh, you know they. I, again, it's it's anime original, but they they kind of get the same points across at first, and then uh, I, I I don't remember them
1: worshiping a meal. Did I miss that? No, that, <laughs>
3: so that's this new. Is,
1: <laughs> this is the swerve at the end, right? Is where because Eero and I, I guess you know, being the people we are, who probably have obsessively remembered details about the near oh, automata sh- You so more than
2: you, more so than I.
1: Definitely notice, like, right out the gate. Like, hold on a second. Like, the robot village isn't next to the mall. Emile was nowhere to be found at the mall, right? Like, yeah. And it all kind of adds up to the sort of the shoe drop of, yeah, I guess meal, like, I guess we're not going to get Tuck Tuck meal or something. We're not going to get Merchant Emil singing the song.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We're going to get... Imprisoned tree spirit
0: Emil.
2: Right. I guess it's like we sort of discussed Emil in in the context of the game. Emil is yeah. almost exclusively a fan service thing. Of hey, remember right. the first Nier game. Uh, and I mean, he has like, like no story significance. I don't think he basically none. There's some sides. Yeah. There's side quest stuff that's mostly referencing everything game. he did important was like prior to this, right? In like, the backstory, yeah, and so right. yeah, in a adaptation of near automata if you want to sort of gun the main story uh there's not really room to have a meal be there in a meaningful capacity like it, yeah. it would it would be needless screen time uh and so having him just here hanging out in this tree in a, in a sort of non-important yet important role and having the quick flashback to all your buddies from near one, kind of kind of out on screen
0: and, uh, yep. yeah, and vice yeah. and
2: uh, yep. whatnot. It felt like it lets you hit all the same beats as his long side quests in the game, mm. real right. quickly. Yeah. And go, yep, hey, it's a meal, it's a meal, and let's play a meal's theme. Yep. Everybody cry, yep,
3: play the song <laughs> the original
2: <laughs> meal theme. So it's kind of yeah, that's, so that's kind of interesting to have that. But- Tie it in. Go ahead.
1: And I think the most interesting thing of all then is how it all ties together in how they or how they all, how they tie it all together in the anime, which is that in the anime's version of events, we discover at least in this timeline that Emil is the one who is responsible for imbuing Pascal with his brand of pacifism, right. because we get this rather lengthy Pascal flashback that you know confirms that you know stuff that we all kind of assumed in the game is that Pascal was fighting in the hum- the the android machine war for a very, very long time. Right. And that uh, yeah. meeting Emil by pure chance imbued him with the spark of pacifism and self-preservation. And yeah. it's sort of an interesting choice because Pascal and Emil don't interact at all in the game. But the anime almost decides that actually... Wouldn't these two characters actually, like, wouldn't it be really interesting if these two characters met in some form? Yeah, I mean, it's not like like a
0: wild, like, divergence from the themes or anything, right? Like, right kind of makes sense, Um, you know, even if it didn't happen in the
3: game.
1: And yeah, it kind of makes for an interesting choice and an interesting, I guess it gives interesting insight, I guess, into Pascal's character, at least in this version of the story, and again, this is the stuff that excites me the most about this anime. I want to see more and more of, like, like, yes, like, twist and bend and, like, mold this version of Nier Automata. Like, please keep doing this. Like, this is the most interesting thing you could do with this anime.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I mean, it's, uh, you know, I'm glad it's back, because it's... It's kind of a, a fun trip, you know, still don't, still don't think anybody who didn't play the game would really care, but, yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad I, you know, you know, if they're going to do it, cause I, you know, again, if they just recreated it, then who are you going to appeal to with it? So it's, it's mm. nice that for those of us right. who we play, we have some reason to watch it and, you know, I I do I do wonder. Part of me is like, did they want to just squeeze in references to the original game or whatever? And we we did have that one, uh, thing a uh, couple episodes ago when one of Nine S is hacking and he saw the uh, like the tribe from the first game, right? Like the the kingdom of the Yeah, yeah. Way
2: way more straight up near references than I would have expected. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, oh, yeah. um, interesting. Yeah, so and you
1: know it, what? Uh, uh, shout outs to Emil showing up in the puppet show Oh yeah, that was fun <laughs> Yes puppet If he can't get still... any spoken lines In the show itself, then at least he can show up In the post-credits
0: Yeah, puppet show is still great so.
1: Yeah
3: mm-hmm.
0: Alright Let's All right. uh, Get back into our regularly scheduled Anime, well I guess Nier was was oh, Our regularly scheduled anime, but yes Oh boy uh, What's going on with Vinland Saga? Oh, they um, got a horse. They
2: did it. They needed a horse. They got a horse. They got the
1: horse. <laughs>
3: Thorfinn
2: and Einar try, you know, it's really hard to pull tree stumps out of the ground with manpower. Uh, they need horsepower. And Indeed. so one of the old farmers farming the land, who appears to just be a, a regular old tenant farmer, uh, this crotchety old man, lends them a horse and farming tools to work with if they do like chores for him. And uh, they discover that this crotchy old man is is the father of their uh, owner. He is in a way the the most important person on the farm. Right. Right.
1: But rather than live, you know, retire in the lap of luxury on his estate, uh, he has decided to uh, Returns to farming the land with his own two hands.
2: He has his own, sh- like, shitty little field that he does, yes. like, that he insists on doing personally.
1: Right. Like, we, we have a scene where Kettle, the, the current patriarch of the family, his son, is like, Dad, can you just come back home? Like, it's kind of cool. a hassle to have you yeah. out here, you know? Yeah. Uh, and sort of the point of uh, Kettle's father, whose name I believe is Sverical. Sver- Severical, something like that. We're we're not experts on Norse pronunciation. Um, Severical is, in a small way, a revolutionary thinker in the context of medieval Europe. Because, again, he is, you know, by association, yes, as Eero said, literally one of the most important people on this land. And he treats Einar and Thorfinn to a meal after a day of hard labor, and they're, like, caught very off guard by this, right? Being slaves, right? And Severical says that he, he has this simple line that I think to all of us would feel very redundant and self-explanatory, but for the context of its time is sort of pretty out there. He says that men who work deserve to eat. And
2: right for because, his time, yeah. it's a very
1: egalitarian mindset
2: also like yeah. the line off parroted in anime is, is those who do not work do not deserve to eat right and so he right said you know those who those who worked deserve to eat uh in, instead of admonishing <laughs> right it's uh it's like right it's it it acknowledges it, their humanity
0: instead right it's flipping it into a positive instead of a negative right mm-hmm. right Yeah. And
1: so yeah, they thanks to the help of the old man, they managed to till the land and plant seeds. Mm -hmm. And it's very good because Thorfinn, our fucking traumatized robot Viking child soldier, is like reacting to all these mundane things with an almost like childlike glee and curiosity.
2: Like How does this turn to bread? I don't understand. Yeah,
1: you know, like he, he sees the sprouts of their wheat, you know coming through the dirt for the first time and he's like, oh my god, Einar, look! The seeds are (laughs) plants now!
2: (laughs) It's so strange. Uh,
1: But in many ways, right, it's like, I mean, Einar jokes that, like, Thorfinn is kind of like an infant, right? And it's sort of, you know... It's a little on the nose, right? But the birth of the, you know, the growth of the plants is sort of meant to represent the rebirth of Thorfinn as a human being, right? Right. This this individual who has known nothing but violence and hardship is beginning to appreciate, you know, the things in life that he just never, never knew existed. Doing,
3: yeah, right, yeah. I mean, that's
0: like the whole point of Mm -hmm. this right now, right? Like the current
2: state of the story. Yeah. Yep. And,
1: and then the second episode happens. Yep,
2: where, Just to remind um, you that slave slavery bad, and that slaves have yes. a shitty life. Yep, because <laughs> Master Ketil's son uh, Thorgil returns home uh, after being out and about fighting in war. So he's this big, muscly warrior man, uh, the kind the King- of guy that
1: would show up in season one.
2: Yeah. And, you know, is hooting and hollering and talking about how many people he's killed and and uh, bragging about all that. And make sure to bring up how to the, the younger son, oh, don't you know about how much our father got up to back then? old Iron Fist Kettle and his many battlefield exploits. Wasn't he? He was so cool. I wanted to be just like him. That's why I became a sick warrior who kills people. <laughs> uh.
1: And sort of the plot of this episode that sort of begins to you know the the theme of this episode becomes clear when um, a couple of. I don't think they are slaves at this point. They are. I I rewatched. They're
2: they're they're tenant farmers, right? Or they're 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 the children of a tenant farmer.
1: They are two children of a tenant farmer family that works Kettle's land. Have been caught stealing flour from the storehouses. They are like ten and twelve, respectively, like at most. Yeah, and you know, being caught, they need to be punished and it's up to Kettle to decide the punishment, right? As, and so as they
2: the master, right? As
1: the master of the land. It is his, uh, it is his right, It is his obligation. Mm. And we begin to immediately see Kettle start sweating. Right. And the long and short of it is Thorgil is on one end of the spectrum being like, well, let's just cut off their arms. That's, that's the punishment for thievery, isn't it? And you know, the, uh, the more the more uh, compassionate option uh, put forth by Pater who is uh, a free a freedman, a former slave who has uh, earned his free, freedom and works uh, for Kettle, uh, suggests that uh, we do them we, we turn the other cheek and we merely uh, uh, put them into indentured servitude until they' mm-hmm. uh, they've paid off their debt right? But uh, we still got to send a message, so we need to beat them ruthlessly with sticks at the very least. Like you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, like, we yes. can't we can't di- we can't like dismember them. That would re- that would reduce their value. That, to that,
2: that would us. kill them uh, effectively. Oh, we need
1: to still send a message. And so they all turn to Kettle. Like, so Kettle, how many times should we beat these kids? Right. And
2: he is uncomfortable point, with punishing them at all.
1: Yes, it's very clear that Kettle does not want to be the hard man. That everyone expects him to be and this is sort of where it gets kind of interesting where i think long even before the megalobox 2 <laughs> creators said the words toxic masculinity in an anime interview i think vinland saga was sort of playing with this idea right of like everybody expects kettle to be the hard man who yeah. you know runs this place a as famous a iron fist kettle yeah And you can see he is, like, hesitant throughout this whole thing. Like, he does not want these children to be beat. And you almost feel that pang of sympathy of, like, damn, you know, like, it sure sucks to have to sentence some kids to being brutally beaten. On the other hand, he still sentences
2: these kids to get brutally beaten. (laughs) Right. It sort of gets into, like, no matter in which contexts or turns this guy might be Show compassion for fellow man. Like ultimately, he is still a slave owner, and he is also constrained by the societal expectations of the time. Right. Like to this extent, right? Right.
1: He, he he is a product of his society, and that is not to ex- and I I am very sure the yeah. show does not excuse that. It does not no. absolve him of his actions, but it lends a very sympathetic ear, or you know, to the, to the reality that many people in this society are beholden to the expectations of the world. Yeah, I mean, that's and, why
0: it's interesting because it's not just like a black and white It's not black, black and
2: fight, white, right? yeah. yeah. But
1: also the that, show makes it clear that Kettle is not, is not the man who is brave enough to right. fight back against those societal expectations. And mm-hmm. that it's going to take a truly brave, truly driven individual <laughs> to mm-hmm. look at the state of this world and say, I refuse to let this continue. And... Yeah. Yeah. Who can say who that person might be? But, you know, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, I, I wonder.
2: Yes, but yeah, uh, it's good. I, I'm enjoying it a lot because, yes, like the the I suppose depth of characterization uh, yeah. and whatnot is is nice to see. Yeah, I, I don't know why I'm not watching this because you'd have to I watch all season one. Right. I guess you know, maybe because at this point one. I'm 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 right.
0: I'm pretty far behind. But yeah, um, I mean, like this is like our one. Like unequivocally good show this season. Yeah, just thing, right? we're like enjoying every week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like every like, are there are other I things I'm enjoying, but yeah. like, yeah. So like, I don't know why I'm not watching this, but yeah, that sounds yeah. Very I mean,
1: good. yeah. The last thing I'll say is, I, I think in a lot of ways, right? Like, it's because you have to go through season one, and here's the thing: I love season one. I mean, I love yeah. the early parts of Vinland Saga, but like, you, it, it is a thing you can't really skip because you need the context of who these people were or are, right? Like, right. Thorgil showing up, you know, the, the elder son showing up in the latest episode, he feels like a character out of season one, but at in the new context, that makes him feel uncomfortable and antagonistic. Like, yeah. Thorgil feels like the type of character who would have been, like, a cool, like, side character in season one. Like, oh, there's Thorgil! Look at him just chopping up those Englishmen, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're like, ooh, that guy is... Hmm, yeah. Messed up.
0: And I mean that that's up. that's that sounds really good to me. Like that sounds like yeah. they're doing no, their job, great. right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. like yeah, I,
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, it's it's very well done. It's good. Yeah. Uh,
0: maybe maybe someday. <laughs> okay, let's talk about uh, Bofuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max up my defense. Season two. Uh, not too much to say about this because they they have gone on COVID hiatus. Uh, oh dear! There was one episode since we last
2: talked. I guess increasing your defense doesn't increase your status ailment resistance.
0: Oh no, that's her, that's uh, Maple's biggest weakness, actually. But uh,
1: ah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So th- th- there was one episode. They're kind of on this mini arc where everybody gets their pet thing because that that was the new the hot new releases. You can now get a pet monster. And the one episode they had was like focused on the other characters in the guild which they very rarely do other than like the one samurai girl aside from the main girls. And so this episode was almost entirely focused on the the side characters getting their their pokemon and um I, they're they're not terribly interesting characters so just like <laughs> I don't know. It felt a bit of like kind of a throwaway episode but um well, you know, P- Peter. Peter, you are the first person to ever get on the podcast that has also watched furry I don't know if you're totally caught up, but I don't know how you've been enjoying. I'm it. one episode behind. Uh,
4: yeah, no, I, I haven't watched uh, the latest episode yet.
0: Okay. Um, I think any I've any general feeling on season two so far.
4: Um. I mean, I do feel like they're spending a bit more time with other characters this season, just generally. Yeah. Um, Because, like, season one felt like it was, well, Maple's getting more OP every episode. Um, And then there's, like, the big fight at the end. Um, Season two seems to actually spend time with different characters. Uh, Not just the samurai girl, just, like, in general. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But, um, uh it's also interesting that the art style keeps changing with the when when they're in when particularly when maybe in the like mech form like the art yeah. style seems to take a big shift
0: yeah in general like I, i've talked about this before so i don't want to get too much into it but i think just the the fact that there's non-stop action means it's kind of hit and miss on consistency sometimes and i will say this latest episode, I know you haven't seen it, but it looks pretty bad. Like I, I think they were leading that, you know, if they had to go on hiatus, I think they were maybe just starting to have problems with, with this episode. And then, you know, um, but yeah, there, there's, there's some kind of weird inconsistencies on the style. Like you mentioned, like on the mech and stuff, which was a bit weird, but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll, well, we'll see how it goes when it comes back. Uh, and, uh, you know, if and when it comes back, if Near came back before he can come back. Right. So.
4: Yeah, they, they do seem to be spending a bit more time this season, also uh, just trying to find ways to nerf Maple as well.
0: Yeah, just, we, we have we have seen a lot more dev conversations, I think, with the, the weird developer avatars or whatever, talking about how to uh, stop Maple. Yeah. But uh yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. It's a fun show though. Still fun. And hopefully yeah. it comes back soon. All right. We're 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 gonna try to keep things moving here. So we are it's gonna be a long one. But uh let's talk about Tomo Chan as a girl. Uh anything exciting happened in these uh last two episodes.
2: Is Tomo chan still a girl?
0: Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> well, we can't do that um, every we can't do yeah, that yes, every time. yes, we can. I, uh yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: I guess, like, I don't know. I mean, we can keep this short, honestly. I, I mean, uh, unless Peter has any uh, th- thoughts they would like to, like, really get into with, with Tomo-chan, but at least in terms of these two episodes specifically, um, the first is, like, a flashback to, like, their childhood, basically, like, when Tomo and June first met and kind of, like, shows the, like, the the catalyst of, like, their friendship and eventually why, like, June ends up, like, looking up to Tomo so much, right? And, like, it's it's this aspect of, like, to June, Tomo is almost an aspirational figure as much as she is a friend and maybe, you know, a source of attraction. And I guess they're trying to, like, so, I, I think they're trying to, like, do the thing of, like, this is why June is, like, conflicted about, like, you know, opening up to Tomo about them becoming a couple is because, like, you know she's his best friend and she's someone he's attracted to, but also she's someone he really like looks up to and wants to aspire to be. Because I guess the idea is that June as a kid was, I don't know, like a sickly gaming gamer nerd, I guess, you know, (laughs) know? and that it was only through Tomo's influence that he became the karate giga Chad. He is now, I guess. Um, So there's that, and then episode the second of these episodes sort of introduces like this weird hackneyed drama of like there's like a group of like local stereotypical delinquents, you know, like the kind of dudes that like Kiryu would beat up on the street (laughs) Uh on the regular, and like Tomo beat them up once, and they want to get revenge, but they're like, damn, we can't beat her in a fight; she's too strong. I know we'll go, we'll kidnap her two female friends. And it's like, I don't know. This show ain't really the show to yeah. It's a, it seems like a stretch for the scope of the show. Amp up the stakes like this, and it kind of doesn't because eventually it's it still ends up being a comical bit because, like you know,
0: it's not like she has to go storm their hideout, right? Like no, because it's like you know
1: <laughs> they you know just you know whatever you know eventually dropkick somebody out of
0: a bathroom window. Uh, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> you no. Know, June and Tomo eventually show up, beat up all the bad guys, and save the girls. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> it's, the train
0: keeps move- rolling, huh? Yeah.
1: It keeps going, I guess. Yeah. That, that's all there is to say. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, Peter, you're, cause you're watching this one too. Do you have any, any other thoughts or feelings on it? Uh,
4: so, um, there, there is, a, the, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but. Um, it's starting to feel like, so when I watched episode like one and two, I, I tweeted out a thing that was like, uh, oh, I, I hope that, um, uh, the, uh, like Gunda is my favorite character and like, cause she's just messing with them all the time and it's great. And I'm like, uh, I hope that Gundo doesn't do what I'm half expecting most like most anime do, where uh, she ends up also getting f- feelings for main guy, Junichiro. And then like the next episode is like, oh yeah, they used to go out. And I was like, oh, right, okay. But now, and I, again, might be reading too much into it, uh, it almost feels like Gundo's getting feelings for Tomo. And I'm like... They're actually, like, going full triangle in, like, all directions now.
1: I or I can among... see that read, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm i not sure... I mean, okay, so the reality is, look, we are talking about, like, a Japanese piece of fiction, so, like, we probably shouldn't get our hopes up here. But uh, uh but I do think there's definitely an aspect of, like, Gundo is very, if nothing else, a little protective, maybe bordering on possessive of Tomo, right? Yeah. Like, and, and that Tomo and June realizing their affections for each other. In some ways, she feels like that is a threat to her current social dynamic with Tomo.
0: If you catch feelings for your ex's crush, is that still a triangle or do we need a new shape? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like a... I, I don't even know what you call that, but yeah. <laughs> I
3: don't
1: know, hmm. the, the, the love L, I guess? Is it a love T? I... I I I don't know. Is it a love three-way intersection? Oh my goodness. We'll have to workshop yeah. this another time.
0: Y-junction.
3: Look. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I guess that bad. is
0: I, I I guess that that's better than her falling for the main guy again or something. I don't know, but
4: Yeah, that I think I that that's kind of what I'm maybe why I'm sort of hoping for that. It was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'd rather that than just uh, like competing with Tama for Genichiro again." Yeah, so I'm like yeah, I feel like that that whole thing's been played out too much,
0: or In just the avoid shows. the triangle at all. But yeah, if well, you gotta yeah. go somewhere, that's more interesting. All right, well, let's talk about buddy daddies. Here we go. Um, Still yeah. on a, how I'll how are to, the buddy daddies? I'll try to doing? keep this as tight as possible, but the I do have things to say. The uh, so I, as expected. We have gotten to the tragic backstories uh, of in uh-huh. these past two episodes. So each each uh, each uh, buddy daddy got a backstory episode.
2: OK, <laughs> uh- about how they became hitmen. Well, ki- kind of. So I- I'll get gi- I'll give them credit
0: for a couple things. One, I do feel like they've given us at least some indication as to why. You remember last last time I was talking about why are they these just like normal nice dudes not just creating right. the game and just yeah, be, yeah, yeah. being yeah being buddy whatever. daddies being buddy guys and I'll, they they give some reason why which I'll get into in a in a second and I I also want to give them credit for g- despite all of this happening in the past in throughout the course of these two episodes they still do a good job of preserving the core good part of the show which is the family the buddy daddies and their daughter and mm-hmm. I've come to really like them and believe they're rela- like their relationship feels believable and I think especially the thing I've noticed with the main guys is like yeah they kind of fit like kind of stereotypical anime character guys but they're more honest and self aware about it like and they right. have like good days and bad days and different emotions and things they're not just like one of these episodes felt very similar to one of the episodes of high card which we'll talk about and that show is very much cardboard cutout characters yeah i think the the contrast between the two is very evident where you know the the characters and buddy daddy actually feel like they have real like emotions and stuff right Mm
3: -hmm. and
0: i think they've done a good job with that and you know that that's enough that's been enough to carry me through where i'm actually i feel like i'm actually enjoying the show like because okay. the core, just the core is good. You know, the core is good with our, our buddy daddies and their daughter, and everybody loves each other and they're supporting each other. <laughs> now. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Let's get into the tragic backstories. Mm. It yeah. just does not mesh with the absolute, like, ridiculous, melodramatic, uh, absurd things that happen with their backstories. So, like, the first one is the blonde guy. We find out. We still don't know why he is a hitman mm-hmm. because apparently he was a hitman prior to these things happening but okay uh apparently he had a wife that was pregnant
2: ah right? oh no and
0: she uh died in a horrible explosion mm. because <laughs> okay she right. happened to show up I don't know if she didn't no she he was a hitman and she ah, saw him chasing she was some there guy during the hit and the car that he was in like spun out into like an oil tanker or something and exploded <laughs> oh my god well and done 47 she died and um if you guys remember like in the in the first episode he was like putting his money aside every time he got paid by the handler guy and he yeah, was saying sure. give it to her the her uh, was his his sister-in-law i guess Ah, his wife's younger sister. And Mm -hmm. so in this episode, he gets fed up with having to do all the chores and all the work around the house while the other guy and, and the little girl just sit around playing video games all day. And so he just like takes the day off and goes wandering around and he runs into his sister-in-law who's been trying to find him. Uh And, you know, they kind of talk things out and everything. And, you know, at the, by the end of the episode, you know he's he hasn't been answering his phone, and then he realizes, oh, I've got all these messages, and he finds out that the the little girl was sick and had to go to the hospital. And oh no! So, you know he he you know he he goes and meets up with you know his his husband and his daughter, and they uh you know yes. he realizes you know I have important things to live for now, and he's ready to move move on with his mm-hmm. life. It's fine, okay? Like it was fine. Sure. The 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 uh. You know the bit with how his wife died and everything was re- preposterous, but
3: I mean that's in general, right? Yes, in
0: general, though, like thematically, it was fine. It was like him moving past his sure. trauma and everything. Sure. Um, the second episode, we get into the other the, the dark hair guy's backstory,
1: the moody one. Yeah, and this,
0: this 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 goes on like a whole nother level. So,
1: oh, oh man, he <laughs> okay. apparently
0: is the. Heir to some like high end assassin organization, right.
1: oh, okay. of course.
0: And um, you know, as he was finishing his training, mm-hmm. he was like having doubts about wanting to be an assassin. And it, and his dad let him basically take a leave and slum it with some low end organization, <laughs> while while you know while he thinks it over. So long as he promised to come back someday, and. You know, so he's been hanging out in the minor leagues for a couple of years, and that's how he met, uh, you know, the other guy, and mm. you know, got into this. So, like the the handler guy that we see at the cafe is like, you know, just like a low end handler out in the middle of nowhere. And so, in this episode, his dad's calling him back to the major leagues. He's like, uh-huh. you know, you've had enough. You know, you've had enough to, time yeah. Ret- out there. You know, it's time for you to join your rightful place as the heir of this. You know, return assassin. to
2: return to being a true a true assassin instead of merely a hitman. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought you were going to gonna
1: say a fake assassin. Uh,
0: and, and, <laughs> that would have been better.
2: You're right. And,
0: <laughs> and to seal, <laughs> to seal the deal, he has to go kill his old mentor who has betrayed mm. the family. Of course.
3: classic. Uh-huh.
0: It's, it's all very dramatic. And it's just John like, Wick
3: shit. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you know, they do some gun fu. Um, so like, actually, how
2: the, how the, how
0: the, go ahead. Yeah, yeah the, the, the fight was actually pretty well done. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah? um, pretty well animated. Um, but mm. at the my same God. time, like I, this is
2: like in another context, this would be fine. Mm. I just don't feel like this is meshing. with Right. My question. My question on hearing this because the previous one, I'm like, I see how this connects to the premise of they are buddy daddies. Uh, how does the second one really relate to the, so, the premise? Other so, than it's a, now we he may have to go
0: yeah so i mean that's the thing you know he's supposed to be they want you to feel like he's conflicted about what to do whether he should come back or stay with his new family and it's kind of like it's kind of a no brainer dude <laughs> like <laughs> so like so like the setup in this episode is like it's his birthday and they're like oh make sure you come home we're having, we're totally not having a surprise party for you later. Uh-huh. And, you know, he doesn't make it home until like really late. Cause he has to go try to kill somebody. And uh-huh. he finally decides he wants to go home. But I get, I guess the interesting part is the, the, you know, the big takeaway from this is they kind of imply that if he doesn't come back, that they will kill his family. <laughs> Because uh, now they've sure. become oh, so, so, I mean... so, so. Really, ultimately, the reason why they can't quit is because they'll become a liability, and then they'll they will be killed. Uh-huh. So the episode actually ends with the handler guy, the, the 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 guy with the glasses at the the cafe, basically getting the order to take a hit out on the blonde guy and little girl.
2: Yep, and that's okay. like where the sure. episode ends. And so, and he'll so have now to choose to. Tech to yeah so so
0: well the the guy kind of already made his choice in the episodes so and now i think it's going to be how they get out of this mess
2: yeah yeah right is and, that where the hardcore assassin will come in I, did I deal with him i don't remember uh he no he they'll probably have to fight him yeah
0: because he's like the, the the lap dog for the uh his dad and right. he does okay, show up yeah, in this yeah, episode yeah. as the guy that like drives him to the uh, his test assassination. And he's like, you know, they, they, they paint him out to be a real creep. He has like a little he has a little notebook and he's like, oh, tell me what his last words are. I write down the last words. <laughs> and, you know, that kind of <laughs> oh like comically goodness. like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm like, it's not the show, man. Why couldn't they just been why couldn't they just like run a cafe or something?
3: <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. or
0: I don't know. Give them just give them some other job. It just doesn't. It's not working. They're not using that particular I mean, job. Like,
1: in a lot of ways, it sounds like a lot of this is just a pretense to set up a conflict, right? Like the the moody one's backstory, his expectations to return to the family. Now the hit pulled on uh, the blonde guy and the kid. Right? It's like it's it's. I mean, how many episodes are left? Right? Does this all feel like it is basically building up to what the the final arc of this show yeah
0: well i mean we're half i mean what we're, we're like episode seven or something so we have like yeah. half the show left so you know are they gonna have to go on the run are they gonna have to take down the organization what do they gonna have to do i don't know those are just questions i just i don't want that from the show <laughs> it's right, just ultimately yeah. what it comes down to like i i i want what we had last week with the <laughs> the, the you know trying to deliver lunch to her daycares, you know, covertly or whatever. Like that's, that's the, that's the good stuff. That's, you know, what I want out mm-hmm. of this and, mm-hmm. you know, get, having some sort of dramatic, you know, action movie plot line or whatever is just not what I want here. And that's kind of where we're moving, but I don't know. I, I like I said, I like the core of it enough. I, I th- you know, I think I'm committed. I'm I'm willing to tough it out. Let's see where it goes.
2: Yeah, alright. Okay then. Alright. Meanwhile yes. meanwhile, over in, in Foreland. Over High Card. Yeah. card. Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of um little sister plot lines. Yeah. Um I've kind of mixed up which episodes are which on this one in what order, but there was uh, the, cruise
2: was the cr- first cruise ship uh, auction uh, episode and then yeah, the,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. So the,
1: the sister and the hands getting stuck together is the
2: same. Now i feel like I've enjoyed these episodes more than the other the previous episodes because these two episodes have been a little more let's have a doofy adventure that has no stakes
1: I I would agree like I think that these two episodes while not perfect are much closer to the tone and style of what I want out of a story like High Card yeah. I was
0: saying to myself the whole time, like they're so
1: close, they're so close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think both episodes have their moments. Yeah, where they 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 have their moments where I go, all right, that's pretty good. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the first the first one you have like the the ridiculous uh, what's his name King the ridiculous foppish like, right over uh, the top hammy dude the rival CEO yeah who, who's also trying to get his
2: hands on the card who you know chews up a lot of the, that episode right and it's pretty good um then he turns out to not actually be evil just just a glamorous fop uh right like yeah yeah well, i mean though, the joke as at the they're end of the fighting episode. his his bodyguards yeah. and everything yeah 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 go ahead
1: and, and i think that episode's pretty solid if it just from the perspective of like this is kind of what you want to see right of like ah we got to pull off a heist right so every member's got to play their role right yeah and like you know, VJ's doing some... He's turning a potato into into vines. Uh, uh, <laughs> Wendy's got to seduce a dude. Uh, 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 you know, Finn's got to pickpocket a guy. You yeah, know, yeah, right? It's, it's, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun, right? It works. It, it's like, oh, this is the type of, like, thing I want to see more of, right? And, of course, you know, the job doesn't go smoothly. There's a fight against a black guy with electric powers, which, mm-hmm. again, like, I guess even Japan is guilty of it. <laughs> yes. Of that trope, but um, yeah, but yeah. I I would say that episode is like mostly just fine, right? Like in the end, the true villains abscond with the card. Um, I really do love the payoff at the end of the episode with king right because they've built up king as this like foppish dickhead ceo this whole time (laughs) and at the very end he's like where's where's my where's my lackey where the hell is he and the secretary is like he took the day off like it's it's like parent-teacher conference or something (laughs) and king says like well even king cannot take away the rights granted to his workers (laughs) yeah that was so good Right. Damn! Turns out he might be the best boss in this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Looks at the camera.
0: Um. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> was very good. And then Workers like, benefits. yeah, and then like the the second episode, it's like, okay, this is the kind of stupidity that like this is exactly what I want.
2: Right. Yeah. This is There's this the, is where the, we yeah. Yeah. yeah they meet the, meet the lady, the the girl who has a card and. Her card is, is one of the lower powered ones because it lets her stick things together, and so of course she sticks two of their hands together, <laughs> uh, and we get a oh really no. good montage holding hands. Oh it. no, So good! It's and we, so we just good. get this really fun montage where, like, yeah, she is working like ten jobs or just doing shit all over the city, and, and, and they are the the chasing her, shit. right? And like. It's funny because it, it like happens twice, and you're like, "I see the joke," but then it keeps happening in different yeah. <laughs> jobs, like so many different contexts, which yes, I think I, was a lot
1: of fun. Yeah, I my only complaint about this episode, I okay, all right, Iro and I keep bringing this up whenever we watch High Card. The hypothetical <laughs> version of this episode, but it's Blood Blockade Battlefront. Where Zap Renfro and Leo get their hands stuck to each other, you just know everybody (laughs) would be making fun of them the whole time. Like every other member of the cast would be shitting on them. Yeah, they do a little bit. They do a little bit. They do a little bit. Right, VJ is there, and there is a a throwaway line where Chris like, we can't let Wendy see that, or we can't. No, no, the the
0: um the bartender guy giving them the drink with the two straws, couples drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, (laughs) that's very good. There's a little bit of it, yeah.
1: And but uh, I, I wanted more, just like the rest of the cast giving them shit for it, right? And
0: I—that I, I, sort of—I I do wish they didn't play the dying little sister card.
1: See, that's where that episode almost started to that's, fall apart for me. That, that's, where, just, thats where that's where they kind of like, lost okay. me.
0: Like, yeah. we didn't have to go. We didn't have to go there. That was just like—I
1: I think, I think it barely turns around because, like, at the end of the day, right? <sighs> the kind of the quote-unquote twist is that the girl with the card. It's not. She's not a bad person, you know. Like, is she a little uh, kind of? She's got a vibe, but like, she's not like a fun. She's not a criminal, right? She is not. Yeah, I
0: mean, like, you can kind of understand if somebody just came up and said, "Give me your card," like you'd be like, "No." Yeah, you
1: you pepper spray them too, (laughs) right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's my card.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) like she hasn't she hasn't committed a crime with it, right? You know, and. I kind of liked that, right? I was like, oh, like, in a lot of ways, this is the kind of... You know, in the same way that, like, look, not every episode of Cowboy Bebop ended with Spike having to kill someone, right?
3: Mm-hmm, and, like, right.
1: not every episode of Blood Blockade Battlefront ended with them having to fight, like, a demon or something, right? Sometimes, sometimes you just go on a weird adventure, right? And, like, it doesn't end in a big fight. It just, you know, it gets resolved a different way. Yeah. And uh I actually really yeah. appreciated that. And I... Really wish this show would just have more episodes like this one.
0: Yeah, and you, you know, it probably problem with
1: maybe with fewer <laughs> dying sisters,
2: though. Yeah, just
0: yeah, uh, th- yeah. I think the good outweighed the bad, so I, I can. I, I just, I, I would
2: say so. There's it's just stuff. that there's
0: always something yeah. keeping it from me. Just being like, yeah, this uh, this was
2: a great episode. It's right? also Finn so. has amnesia and a mysterious backstory. Oh my god! Right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh my god! That
2: fucking that okay. That one bit where they have to go back
1: to Finn's apartment and they're just like eating beans out of a can. <laughs> and, like, that was really What good. is it again? Like like Finn offers Chris like a just like, like a, salt
2: a salt, salt, salt shaker and he's just like, Nah, I'm
1: good. <laughs> just
2: things. It's not a salt shaker. It's just a bag of salt that he picks. Picks them up with a spoon. Oh, my God. Them. And it's like, right? why are we eating tinned beans in your, cold tinned beans in your apartment? Can we just go to a cafe? Yes, yeah, there's just so many get, other options. order yeah. pizza? I don't know. Like, uh, it's yeah. comical. That, that was fun.
0: That was fun. So,
2: yes. If I, only it was always like this. Show, that show is creeping towards being what it should be. Yeah. Yeah, I I do I do
0: think and hope that we get more of that now that the cast is generally introduced. But there's again, you know, we mentioned right. we've got amnesia backstories and things to cover. Yes. You know, it's
2: if you if you insist on like in this type of show, like I don't know if you continuously insist on like we need dr- drama uh, with the characters' backstories. I'm like, you don't, though, if you just sell the the adventures well enough. Yeah, I think.
1: And, like, the thing is, you can't have drama if you do decide to escalate the stakes. It's just that, like, it needs to be done appropriately, right? Like, again, I I apologize we keep comparing it back to BBB, but, like, Leo does have some legitimate drama, right? Like, he's got Mm -hmm. his sister, right? There's the whole thing with, you know, his ghost girlfriend. Like... He has mm-hmm. some legitimate pathos to him, but it's also, like, centralized on his character, and he also doesn't let it overwhelm him, right? Like, yeah, sometimes he's worried about what his sister's up to, and then other
2: days he's just trying to get lunch, you know? Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, it's
2: like, yeah, I see her on night. pretty good at uh, writing uh, fun ventures, huh?
0: We're just going to keep using that segue. We're just huh? going
1: to keep using that, you <laughs> know? So. All right. want to talk about Trigun Stampede... Yeah, so mm. let me
0: let me just say before we get into it, I started watching episode seven. I got about halfway through and was like, I can't do it anymore.
2: Oh man, Is the that, tra- the, I can't. that was the Wolfwood episode, right?
0: Yeah, I was like, I just can't no, do it it's, anymore. It's, well, it's, yeah, yeah it, it was it was, was still Wolfwood fighting. Wolfwood. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, they're they're stopping the train, the well, the ship, I guess.
0: Yeah, so and, and ship. It became abundantly clear to me in this episode that this was not created for people who haven't watched *Trigun*. I'm like, whether they intended that that way or not, um, it as they were all so this combination of that, where it's like I don't know these characters that well, Mm -hmm. right? I don't care. They're desperately Mm -hmm. screaming at me to be emotionally invested.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, like cry, damn it, whatever. Um, You know, by the time we've gone through the, uh, you know, another animated flashback of Wolfwood. And I can't even think of his, is it his brother? I don't don't know what's going on.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were raised at the same fellow orphan.
0: Yeah. For all intents and purposes. Right. His brother. The, Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember his name. Cause I think they only say it one time in the, <laughs> in the episode. Um, and like, I, I'm not invested in this relationship at all. Um, yeah, but I think I, when we finally got to the part where Meryl's giving her impassioned speech about wanting to be there, she mentioned like something happening in the past that I don't remember happening. And I'm like, I, this is all going too fast. I don't, no, like I'm just not invested in it at all and and then this is what like four episodes in a row that have just been these like deadly serious melodramatic like big action set piece things happening and I'm it's, like
1: yeah it's it's I'm really not cool having stuff. any like, fun <laughs> like, I know. like 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 it, it, yeah. it really says something that I can't help but like the most memorable moments in this episode for me is the part where the like neon yeah, like, yeah. scum gang guys dragged Meryl along to take pictures of them committing yes. cool crimes. Yes. And like they take
3: a
0: picture of us that was pretty doing hella
1: sick crimes, yo. And it's like, yeah, that's that's some old school Trigun shit right Yeah. There.
0: And like and like even just watch even if you even if you're only watching Trigun Stampede and know nothing about the original anime, the first episode or two promises you fun. Like it's I was right. expecting yes, to this have this
1: episode I, is is pretty goofy.
0: And, and, and the past like four episodes have been like these big dramatic, like things yes. with characters that we have the not straight had time, to serious mode. Yeah. yeah that we have not had time to develop. You know, we talked last time about Vash hasn't smiled in four episodes. I mean, that's, <laughs> and I'm like, I just, I'm not, I'm not enjoying this. Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> and yeah, so I, I, I just stopped watching. So. Okay. Going be going beyond halfway through episode seven. Uh, I don't know what happened. So
2: anyway, we went to the flashback zone, but with Vash this time. All right. Yeah.
1: So episode eight is basically um shows the aftermath of the seed ships crashing, and basically answers the question right of like we know Vash was a child once, right? And we now know Vash as the red coated gunslinger, but there was, in fact, an in-between period between those two points, and um, episode 8 sort of combines, like, two or three different manga storylines into one, which the more I think about it, is kind of clumsy, but also understandable when you are working with a 12-episode series, and I think the thing that I run into, once again, right, is, like, on paper, this is an efficient and clinically effective way to like compress that much storytelling into a single like 22 minute episode. But I think it continues to run into the issue that we had with Wolfwood of these are meant to be big emotional plays, but we just haven't had the time to sit with these characters and be Mm -hmm. endeared to them and be compelled by their struggle. Yeah. And so you can play out the big events in front of me and you can do a fairly competent job at it, but like I mean again I think as I think Jell is correct, like if you don't have the history of Trigun already in you, I I do wonder if any of this stuff lands.
2: Can't 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 get the shoe to drop unless you, you've walked those shoes up the hill.
1: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I can say from my perspective, like it's not it was not clicking for me like and i just finally reached the point of like why am i doing why am i watching
3: this
2: (laughs) right
0: so um yeah but i mean I, i how are you guys feeling i guess at this stage now that we're pretty i mean we're getting pretty deep into it
3: yeah
2: i'm i'm pretty indifferent which is which i would say is worse than how i felt before which was like before I, I was sort of indifferent of like I'm I'm interested in seeing where this goes and now I'm just like well I've watched eight episodes <laughs> right um
0: you're just going through the motions at this point
2: sorta I'm because I watched this with G and you know and so what it was a little more interesting to me is just hearing like oh the original manga went this way and I'm like oh yes I see how how I see how they got from there to this. And, right, right like uh, and <laughs> like i an
3: academic study, cross, uh, I, cross
2: my arms and nod my head right uh
1: I, I think yeah i mean i i feel bad about it but i do feel like at this point i do treat stampede as more of a something to be dissected something to because again I, I look we could all be so lucky to make something in our lives that is so popular that 30 years later people are still giving you money to just make new versions of that thing right but, I can't help but just that that is the only way I can approach I can approach Stampede, I guess, is like it is curious to see what Owl wants to do with Trigun in 2023.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gia's the person with the broadest perspective on how this story goes, like is there any hope of them making something of like the last four or five episodes <laughs> like to like I, tie up any kind of storyline or
1: anything or I'm gonna be honest man I think if you want to place your hopes in anybody at this point when, when it comes to trigun Stampede, you need to place your hopes on on the shoulders of Studio Orange because I think I, I still don't entirely love the art style. But I think Orange continues to be a very technically competent studio, right? Like despite everything, looks good. Yeah, yeah. Like everything we've said about Trigun is mostly aimed at its narrative. Visually, I think the show continues to it. It it, is it is executing on the aesthetic it has chosen for itself. Um, regardless of how you feel about that aesthetic, they are successfully achieving it, and I. I think, unfortunately, that's the best you can hope for at this point, is that we're going to get some really impressive visual spectacle towards the end of this thing. Because yeah. narratively, I, I am now fairly confident I know where this anime will end based on the most recent episode. Like, we we're probably going to get one more episode of Flashback, which will be Vash and Knives' first confrontation after the crash. And then the last like three episodes will be... We will, we will jump back to the present, and it will be Vash's... Uh, I guess now third confrontation of knives at the city of July. And if it goes anything like how it does in the manga, uh, visually, <clears throat> it'll be pretty fucking sick. <laughs> hope <so. laughs> Definitely hope so. Um,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I've, I've never had anything bad to say about the presentation of it. As far as the technical quality. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the turning it into a more movie like presentation, but the animation and everything is fantastic. And again, orange, orange are the best of the business. I have no problem saying that for, for TV, TV anime Mm -hmm. made from CG orange is the best uh, in the business. So, um, Yeah, I just that at this point that's not enough for me though. Like I, yeah, you know, yeah,
2: I just I'm I'm totally disconnected at this point. So understandable. Yeah, I just I just want to get to the end at this point and then go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then you can read the manga. (laughs) Yeah,
0: maybe, (laughs) maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe I once
1: per per podcast I will shill the Trigun manga. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Alright, well, on that high note, we'll uh, yeah. end this super long episode. Yeah, uh, well, Probably not too much longer than our last couple of... I don't know how we keep having... these. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a lot going on this time. That's all I'll say, but yeah. So, let's do our housekeeping. You can check us out at theglorioblog.com. You can follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog uh, or on co-host at Glorio. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and, of course, YouTube, where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring that notification bell, all those good things. You tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll catch over next time.